That shit, I've, I've been banging it nonstop. All right, all right, all right. Been a while, we back at it, guys. First things first. Everybody who reached out to us during our longer than expected hiatus, thank you so much for continuing to support. To ask us if we're we're still doing this. Did we did the band break up? Did a Yoko come in and fuck things up? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We still here. <laughs> We still here, we're still strong. Unfortunately, it's just two of the three. Myself, as you know me, Matthew, aka at Lefty Lucky Undersquare, with my boy. Yeah, man, it's your boy Jamali, we back at it. And you know what? Jason's not here right now, and I gotta I gotta I gotta go in on him a bit, man. Cause for a while, like we've basically let me tell you what the situation is right now. We're currently in our new studio setup that we got, thanks to our boy who's produced right now, Tyler. Picked us up with a good space after one of our team members, Akeem, let him know that we were having some technical issues, which is why we haven't been putting out regular Content, episodes, yeah. you know, and mainly because what would happen is we'd be sitting down, regular smegular stuff, just going for the record, maybe 30, 45 minutes in, all of our content would just get deleted. Yeah, that like out crazy. of nowhere, you know, like not even like it would just stop recording and maybe we'd have to like go back and listen to where it cut. So then we just continue from there. Like, no, just straight up everything wiped out, gone. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, whether you're audio recording, video recording, you're just you're going through your stuff and you feel like you got great stuff and then it just gets deleted. How much that that rips your soul? Out the of your final body. paper moments when your computer right. shut off, you know, like it, you, <laughs> and know, you it's forgot like to click save. <laughs> you know, you're writing a paper and then that power cuts, oh. and now you're looking at a blank screen. Like, nah, come on, this can't be right. <laughs> like that's the type of situation we were going through, and like it happened to us more than once. So I, we basically at that point we're just like, you know what, we got to figure out something to do. And Akeem was good enough because he he's got some good connections and he hooked us up with these guys and honestly tip my hat to them even though i'm not wearing one right now because they hooked us up this spot is beautiful it, it feels like home even though it's the first time we're officially recording here most definitely and i'm telling you right now like it's only gonna get better from here oh yeah and you guys might not be able to hear but we got that drake playing in the background man oh, we got yeah. that scorpion going Woo. it was a good day today Ooh, drake drake you a bad one for this man <laughs> <laughs> You got you a bad one for this. You might have taken that L from Pusha T. Admit, admit it. You a bad one, man. This is a good album, man. Canadian royalty. What do you expect? Yo, I. You know what? I can't. I can't quite give him that title back yet. I want to. I really do. But because he took that L in the way he took that L, like he's gotta build up that cred a bit. I mean, is it really an L if you choose to ignore somebody? One hundred percent. I don't know. I think it was strategic. Uh, no, I, from a business sense, right, 100% agree. Right. From a fan perspective, obviously, from, we're, we're, yeah. we're looking for the hype. Like, yeah, what's next? Like, if we're talking straight hip-hop, that's an L. Because, yo, a, a shot was taken at you. You took a shot back. And then you did kind of like a low-key stunt on I'm Upset. But then Pusha came right back with some heat. Put out all your business. But was it heat or more of a gossip track? Because like nah, that's my problem that I have with it. What is battle rap? No, battle rap is exposing people. But you know what? It, it was all facts. Well, of course. 
You know, like if but anything, I also like, think he went too low. Like I mean, bringing in his mother, bringing in his his sick producer. Yo, like these are things that to Pusher me. said it right from jump. You mentioned my my wife's name. Not in a negative light. You still said her name. Ah, oh, come on. And look, look, and, you know, I, I agree. Like, well, I agree in the sense of it could have been seen as a low blow, but from my standpoint as a hip hop fan, as a rap battle fan, we've heard so much worse than what we heard Pusha T say on that diss track. I think the reality behind that, though, is that when you listen to battle rap, like 90% of the time you look for the creativeness of how people put their, you know, the content together. The thing is, we don't know some of these people's like personal life. Yeah. Drake is a public figure. We know about 40 situation. He talks about his parents relationship. So I guess when he's, you know, he says it, we know it's all facts. So now it's like, okay, this is real. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, even in saying that, like, as much as we know about Drake, we really don't know Drake. Drake is a very private celebrity. You know, like we, we know about like his Raptors doing, we know OVO sound and all that stuff. Like as, as his career has progressed, he's done a very good job keeping his personal life personal. And outside of the things that we hear in songs, like the women problems we'd hear in songs and stuff like that, it's like, okay, that's expected. Like you're a big rap star, the biggest in the world right now. Pretty much. And we see you out with the women all the time. So of course, like if you're gonna be rapping about women's issues, 100% bet. But if you're gonna go out now and, and get an ex like webcam girl pregnant and you're keeping that on the low, but you're planning on exposing to the world that you have a child through this Adidas run, Yo, that's fair game if I got that in the chamber. That's 100% fair game. I, if, like, yo, he said straight up, show them who's your Beyonce. You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. <laughs> but she's not Jake's Beyonce. I think that's a bit of a reach. Like, I'm not, whoa, we're not saying that. that because, is, I mean, when you say Beyonce, you're, you're looking at somebody's wife. Somebody, the person, like, you know, Jake decided to settle down with. That's not the case. Of course he, not. Because it's a baby mother. But still, that that's bars, man. And like, yo, and, and like I said, man, when it comes to battle rally, like, we've heard so much words. Like people were mad about like the 40 line as if people weren't taking shots at Prodigy for his sickest cell disease all the time. Tupac did it. Joe Budden did it. I'm quite sure even Jay-Z did Jay -Z it when, did when it. he was going. Like we've heard these like disrespect your health lines before. Yeah, so but there's the a difference that, though. The difference is... But the thing to it, it wasn't even like, to me at least, it wasn't even that hard. Because all he did was he put it in the flow of like, you know, he's sick, how much time he's got left, and goes tick, tick, tick. You know, the Reaper's coming, six, 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 I got the devil flow. Like, yo, it was just that section of rap. No matter how you feel about if it was a low blow or not, that is fucking top of the line rapping right there. Because not only are you mixing in like your the way you're approaching this and the way you're like, yo, I'm going to get dark with you. I'm going to bring you to that place. I'm also doing it with the way you rap. Because you know how all the time he's always doing like the 666 because yeah. he's like six it's God. It's like, right. yo, let me, let me throw that in there too. Let me see if you're really about this. If you're going to really come at me the way you're going to come at me. Well, I and mean, since we're on the Drake topic, I'm sure you heard the album. Oh, of course, man. Of course. What do you, what's, what's the verdict on it? Honestly, like I... I have mixed feelings about it because I, I love like I, I won't say I love it. I really like it. I've given it a few spins and I feel like I just well, most of the spins I gave were when I was at home. You know, I played them on my speakers. I had the bass going. So like I 
I know on good speakers this shit sm this slaps, you know what I'm saying? But I still need to see it on other settings because I feel like for a summer album, there aren't enough summer bangers on there, you know? And I feel like the the ones that could be considered summer bangers were the singles we already got, you know, like Nice for What, yeah. God's Plan. Right. You know, I don't, I don't consider I'm upset a, a banger. That's no. more of like a, I'm vibing out, I'm going to bump this, you know? So it's right. like the songs that could be like we already know work in the club, we got them already. You know? But with this album, I think it was more of a it exposed his I don't know, it's creative. I just think it should have really been two separate projects. I think I'm, the I'm, flow of it like it is not there. It's not linear. Not that it should have been two separate albums, but I feel like maybe the track should have been moved around a bit. You know, because Most I, mean, I, I love the fact that, you know, you have an A side, B side, and it's one side's all rap, one side's all R&B. It's basically what Future did. Right. But Future obviously did separate albums. He gave you Future, and then a week later, he gave you Hendrix. You know, right. but technically it's like they they see it as the double cd right you know so essentially that's what drake did drake putting them together it's basically to, for the streaming that it's like what what chris brown did giving us fucking 53 songs you pretty know? much like, yeah one listen through compared to other albums like let's say you're comparing one listen through to chris brown stuff to the seven track albums that connie's been giving us comparably you listen to that one time it's as if you're listening to those albums six seven times pretty much you know so like with this album comparing it to like that same seven track standard you're listening to this album three times compared to listen to drake's once once yeah. you know so like that and it's basically to get those streaming numbers up and i mean at the end of the day it's drake drake could have put out seven tracks and the shit would have been platinum two hours in oh for sure you know no like it, it's but i just think sonically <laughs> the arrangement sonically didn't really you know, make it for me. But like overall, the content I like. I it. can agree with that. I can agree. Like content-wise, is amazing music. Like there was like I feel, especially for the A side, maybe there were about two, three songs that I was like, all right, yo, I'm fucking with this. You know, like I like the motionless. Oh, for sure. That, that's how that, that one I was like, yo, I'm fucking with this a lot. Talk up. I was. That's the I'm, one with Jay Z. Jay Z. Right. I, I like that a lot. Let me, because I can't remember all the songs right now, so I gotta. I gotta run to the track list real quick. Uh, eight to ten was a dope record. Yeah, that's a good one. And him putting plies at the end was a, oh, yeah. a nice little cheeky move. Pretty funny. Yeah, that was a, that was a dope record. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, mob ties. That's the mob other ties one. is nice Dude, too. Dude, the beat on that. First off, that's off the DJ Paul man. Yeah, my man still got it on the beats, bro. He came through like that was some fire, some fire. But like. Compared to like every like of the 13, yeah, like those are the ones I think I was really, really feeling. I'm, I can't remember Elevate too much, but I think that was another one that I was like on the fence with. Like I, I like it, but I need the, a different setting to really test it out. No, but the B side, I mean, Dude, that's fire The B fire side too. is like, yo, you start off with Peak. Yeah. And it's just like from Peak onward, it's like, yo, like although Summer Games iffy about that ratchet happy birthday i don't know why that's even on here i don't even know i don't get, like, understand bro I, i'm like i was expecting some like not necessarily like cardi b levels of ratchet but that would have been like if, if i see like ratchet happy birthday i'm expecting like a new, new orleans bounce type of track come in i'm like yeah. all right yo now you're getting in like your cash money bag you know what i'm right. saying like like don't give me that title and then give me that 
Fruity Loops. I don't even know what it was. Beat. Like I was like, yo, this is. I'm not gonna lie. I heard like 10 seconds of it and I had to skip it. Yo, it was garbage, bro. I sat through like at least half it. I was like, nah, this ain't it, man. After Dark is a dope record. Yeah, dude. First off, obviously Sanjay Rose. This man has not missed a single feature he has been on in 2018. Like he and and keep in mind, like so far, I think he's been on every one of like the Kanye album runouts. I think yeah. I'm not sure about Push T, but I think he's been on every single one, whether it's background vocals or a legitimate feature. He's on the, the Carter's album, which oh, is, yeah, it's true. yeah like, he has that. features and vocals on that as well. And then on top of that, now he's on this Drake. I was like, yo, he has a run going. We're not even finished. Like we're about to hit the halfway mark. Yeah. Of this year, and already Ty is like, I'm a huge fan of Ty Dolla. Oh, for sure, he's been like, good. Yo, Jamal he's been consistent. You, I fucks with Ty Dolla Sign heavy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if we're going to a pool party, play some Ty Dolla Sign. Oh hell yeah! We're hitting a rooftop for some sangria. Play some Ty Dolla Sign. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's a he done deal. Move right there. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're gonna be around some women, you better play some Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, man. most definitely. But I gotta just tip my hat to him because he's doing the damn thing right now. But yeah, on the B side, I, I just felt like that. That's not that like I prefer R&B Drake, but I feel like he always gives you more. Oh, for sure. You know, when he's R&B Drake. Because like he he's shown us like when he's done like the the this time o'clock in this city, like yeah. he can give you those bars. Oh, yeah. You know, like we and know, the, we the, know that. The lyrical content us, is you know? very valuable. But I'm, I got to say on his When it comes R&B to just side. like connecting to his audience and really just being like, yo, I'm going to bring you in. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's going on. It's the R&B shit, you know. Whether he's got Party Next Door, Ty Dolla Sign, he he brought in Future, like Static Major was on one of them. Yeah, you know, like that—that's his bag, like that. And, and to me, like if he stopped rapping from this point on and was only doing the R&B side shit and maybe put in a couple flows here and there, I'd be perfectly happy. Oh, most definitely. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta make some draft text. <laughs> and then let that let that right caption hit your song like yo I gotta send this to Shorty right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, the move, you know, maybe bro. jump into some DMs and just like just write out a whole Drake verse and that shit will do it for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ladies, watch out. Yo, no, no, no. I I, I said it so I can. If I haven't sent them out already, I'm sorry. You're just not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you like this. Is what it is. <laughs> But you mentioned the Carter. What do you think about that album? Everything is love. Everything Let me tell you right love. now. I know they called it the Carters, but this was Beyonce featuring Jay Z. Right? Like I'll give you like, that. Ala, like when Ghostface and Raekwon, like Ghostface had Iron Man featuring Raekwon the Chef, only built for Cuban Links. Raekwon featuring Ghostface. Like this is what the Carters. Everything is love felt for me, because first off, I expected this. Given what Lemonade was, what 444 was, was right. of them basically te- bringing you into the emotional breakdown of their relationship and everything that's been going on. And now you get this double album where it's like, yo, we've worked it out. We're on this tour together. And a day after Nas drops, we're just going to give you nine new songs. Here you go. Enjoy. It was a brilliant move, though. I got to give it to them. Really? Because honestly, I hated that Nas year, man. I didn't even listen to it yet. Trapped. I've been getting negative I feedback. There's two songs on that that I like. Adam and Eve. I, I like. It's like the last song on that album on Nazir, and I like it mostly because of the beat. But overall, I just Nas. I'm sorry, man. Like Kanye wasn't really bringing it. 
Nas, he did as much as he could, but one thing that bugs me is I heard, and he did this to Tiana as well, where the album that Nas recorded is not the album Nas heard the day before the release. Oh, word. So essentially, like, the beats and everything, like, on all seven songs were different beats when he heard it before the listening party. And Tiana apparently had, like, a good 15 songs that she was prepared, like, as this is going to be what's released, and then it was dropped down to the seven. And, I mean, great album. Like, I, I love Tiana's album. But she, like, she was on Instagram Live being like, nah, man, this isn't what I, what I basically recorded. And, wow. and you know Tiana, like, she could be loud when she wants to be loud. Real ratchet. But the fact that she was keeping it tame and just be like, nah, this isn't what I recorded. And apparently they were, they were supposed to re-release the album this week. I don't know if they did. I didn't check because obviously I've been bumping at Scorpion. But I hope they did. Because if she has more songs, and I mean, like, given the seven that we heard, yo, I, I want to hear the rest. <laughs> Well, like, she always has good, like has good music, rest. though. Yeah. From day one, she's always been up there. Legit. So, uh, I guess uh, on 10, what do you want to give Drake? I'm going to be biased because Drake's my boy. I'll give him an 8.5, close to a 9. 8.5. That's not bad, man. I mean, personally, I'm going to give him the 8. And I'm... I'm it's higher than I originally had to say, like on my first listen, but mostly because, as I said, like there's a few that just grasp me, but I've only heard it in one setting. Right. And I like to really like bring albums around, you know, like I'll, oh, definitely. I'll listen to an album like like J Rock's Redemption. I bumped that at home on the speakers, then I played it at work, then I was in, in a situation where I was out with a bunch of people and played it, and like it hit on every situation that I was in. That album to me is like I bumped that after I was bumped, like finished listening to Scorpion. It's like all right, let me jump back over and actually I felt like Redemption sounded better after listening to Scorpion. Wow. Yeah, and I mean like that—that's a testament to Drake. He's the goat. He can make things sound better after, even though they came before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I'll give it the eight. And I mean, who knows? Maybe it goes up. Maybe it goes down, depending on like how it feels in other situations. You know, because I don't think it's ever gonna go down. Like, I mean, I've heard Drake records, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is trash. And then in the right moment, at the right time, I That's hear exactly it, and it. I'm like, yo, this is fire. That's exactly it, man. And then I'll go home, I listen to it, I'm like, yo, why didn't I like this before? No, 100%. So, I remember the first time I heard uh, Just Hold On, We're Going Home? Yeah. I was like, eh, I'm a bit iffy. I mean, it's a good... I like that record. I was like, it's a good bop, but then... I was in a car with like, it was me, one of my boys, two girls in the back, and we had a blazing, like blasting windows down type of situation. That shit was hitting. Oh yeah. And like, it was hitting to the point where it's like, we're all singing it in the car. Then like people who could hear it outside, they're like singing along with us. <laughs> they were like hitting rewind on it. Like it just, it brought out a different feeling. And ever since then I'm like, yo, I fuck with this song. Like I still bang, like pull it out. This is like, yo, I know you guys haven't heard this in a minute. Boom, let's play. No, for sure. <laughs> All right. We're going to switch it up. You know, I want to get the darker stuff out the way right away so that we could jump into some more happier things. So, you know, while we were missing in action, Triple X Tentacion was murdered, murdered, unfortunately. And I mean, like, from my standpoint, he was someone I never really checked for. You know, like, I, I didn't listen to his music. Right. I knew he existed, but I was like, I didn't really care for, or, like, I didn't like, dislike him, nothing like that. 
And I know he had a lot of troubled shit in his life, things that he needed to repent for and do better for. And from what I gained after like his unfortunate passing, he was starting to turn that corner. From what I from what I yeah, read, from, from what, from what I read, from yeah. what people were reporting, like he was actually trying to do better considering the fucked up shit he did. And me, like when I heard the news, the only thing I said was you got to be careful the energy you put out in the world because the universe is going to hear it and bring it back to you. Because I had knew of like a few situations where he was talking about, yo, if you're going to kill me, kill me, you know, like kind of like the Takashi shit where it's just right. like, yo, like stop, stop putting that energy out there for people to come and get you or to try you because eventually somebody will. And with Triple X, it's like he goes out to buy a motorcycle. Somebody tries to stick him for his jewelry and his cash. He doesn't want to give it up and he gets shot. You know, like, and I mean, like, to anybody that right now, maybe you're a rapper, maybe you're just somebody that's got it like that. If somebody comes up to you with a gun, a knife, is a gang of people, anything, and they ask you for it, give it to them. It's not worth your life, man. Fuck that pride shit. It's not worth your life. Like, what are you going to prove when you're dead? Well, the thing about it, though, you have to look at it from these guys' perspective, right? They put on this persona of these super thug and... You know, who wants to be, you know, put, you know, a video pop up online and he just handing over his stuff like a little wimp, you know? Yeah. But you know but, what? I would rather that. And, and it's like you've had people like Vince Staples say it. You've had people like Nipsey Hussle saying these are guys that like we know been in the game. They've done the gang shit. And now they're at a point where it's like that's behind them. Now right. they're, they're doing businesses. And they've said it's like, yeah, all that hard shit means nothing. Right. When you're outnumbered and there's a gun to your head, like, what are you being hard for? Right. You know? But I also think of the bigger picture. I, I think personally, after reading and listening to a lot of, you know, feedback from people who covered the whole thing, I think the major issue is for a lot of these young kids is once you start seeing money like that. Yeah. I know you love your neighborhood. I know you're comfortable in your neighborhood, but get out. Yeah. Because you're the same people you grew up with are the same ones who's gonna you know put you down. And not only that, it's like you got to think about it too. It's like you got these kids are literally getting these hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars at sometimes the age of sixteen. Well, he had just signed a seven you million know, like dollar he, deal. He was twenty years old at, right. at the time, but I think when he started, he was around seventeen, eighteen years old. You know, so it's like these are literally young kids that are growing up in the hood with the hood mentality. Basically, they're they are walking examples of PTSD. Right. And you're literally getting plucked out, given these massive contracts, you're traveling the world, you're doing these concerts where thousands of people are screaming at you at a time, but the deepest issues that you've had these whole times, you've actually never worked on. And a lot of times they feel like, yo, once I get the cash and, and I get all this fame and I get all this glory, like my life's going to be better and it doesn't get better. So then they get this guilt they go back to the hood they sometimes they give back like there's a lot of artists that give back to their community well, i mean he was a big giver from what yeah, i read and, too. and that's the thing like recently because like i said like from what i was being told from people he was trying to clean up his act and do better which i mean i commend him for that but at the same time it's like a lot of times for your own safety for who you are and what you've been through and what you know is lurking and waiting for you when you go back to your old hoods you're better off just writing the check and letting the people that are still in the community, that are safe in the community, handle the business and just hope that they actually handle the business, you know? Right. Make sure that there's somebody that can oversee it and make sure the money that you're sending goes to the right places and isn't getting taken advantage of. I, I think personally it's easy for us to say. No, 100%. But I mean, like, 
I could imagine, you know, him growing up in an impoverished area and now have access to, well, not limitless, limitless cash, but he has more a large amount. More than seen in his life. Right. More than and he myself wants to or yourself see, would ever see He wants to lives, be you know? involved in every process, whether of it's course. remodeling a gymnasium that he yeah. used to play in, building a new park. I, I think the sad part about it is that from what I'm, what I gathered is that these people, whether he said it or somebody said it, were made aware that he was going to have a large amount of money on him. Yeah. They were put up on the fact that he was going to go buy a motorcycle. And they were actually in the store when he came to buy the motorcycle. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was somebody who was like a part of the store or maybe like somebody that was just close to their camp that knew what he was doing. But either way, like it was clearly a setup. Right. And like I said, like it's just if there's anything outside of the fact that like this devastating situation happened because regardless of how you feel about triple x like a kid got murdered right a 20 year old person a 20 year old person got murdered that in itself is enough for you to just be like yo like this is a fucked up situation you know like no matter i mean i've seen people say like it's good for him and that's that's fucked up and like even for me like like the reason i held off from todd is because like i didn't know enough right neither did i nor did i have enough invested in his life to say anything outside of this is fucked up and i mean like even if i was completely invested and he fucked me over like the worst thing i, I would wish on anyone is death uh, and in that way i mean and i even saw a yeah. video where there is some guy like you know cut well obviously you know these kids are going to cover their face up and he was literally making a mockery of his last words uh yeah. saying that his last words was please don't kill me i got a family and a kid to live for yeah and i mean it's sad because if these guys are still out there running around, these are people who could kill you and go have a burger and think well, it's from normal. From what I heard, they found the person who did it. Well, for the person they, they suspect. found the one person yeah. be, through Instagram and whatnot. Exactly, because but, he was stupid enough to post it. Right, but the case in point is this is just one example. You know, there are probably thousands, maybe I won't say millions, but there's a lot, a large number of kids walking around with just cold souls. Yeah, to to, to how, hear someone plead for their life, and, and to make mockery of that, you know what I mean? After you take their life, I mean, well, that's like not it, cool. it's something that we've been talking about through, you know, like with all the technology we have, we've just become so desensitized. Because I mean, like you think about it, ever since what 2016, the Trayvon Martin situation, right? How many times have we scrolled on Twitter, been on Facebook, YouTube, or whatever, and we see a video of somebody getting killed. Right. I mean, you know, that just like happened. We hear about like a police officer shooting someone, and then there's footage of the shooting, and and like there's been so many situations where, like, literally, you just have to log off because if you don't, all you're seeing is multiple people just posting the same dark content over and over and over. Right. But that, that's one thing. But what I'm saying is, there's kids, young kids, who are supposed to be passionate about something. Yeah. They're passionate about taking another person's life. That's scary to me because yeah. we live amongst them. Yeah. And to think that, you know, I might just, you know, bump somebody the wrong way. Or I might say something online, you know, completely innocent. And someone take it to a whole new level and my oh, life yeah. has no value. Yeah. Like, I think that's scary. Oh, like, there's, there's been so many situations that I've seen where, like, a Twitter argument turns into somebody literally buying a plane ticket to go to that person's city just to fight them wow like it's not that serious man 
And if you feel like it's that serious, you need to log off. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful for you, but to be completely honest and wholehearted, seek professional help. You have to. Because at that point, it, it's not the social media that's fucking you over. There's something that's in your life. Something deeper. Yeah, there's something in your life that is really tampering with your psyche, and you need to work that out. Like, you need to go to somebody who can really sit down with you and piece together those broken pieces of the puzzle to let you see what's happening in your life. I mean, like, when that whole triple X stuff was happening, at a certain point, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm done. Like, I, I just logged off. I was like, I'm over it at this point, you know? No, it really was bad what I yeah, saw. Because it, and it's not even the fact of, like, what happened to him it's the fallout of Bro. how people were reacting oh yeah the, the, you the, know it's crazy like it's i see pure fucking chaos and heard things that i i don't think it's even it's never right to be i know when someone dies you know our natural instinct is to try to remember the good which yeah. i think is the right thing i'm not saying it's not but to 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 pretty much you know perch you know put somebody down at, in death like you know there there were scum yeah. in the earth I think that's really bad no one deserves to die or have their life taken yeah. away from them especially in those type of circumstances right. and if you feel it's okay to like celebrate somebody's death after the like the way that happened yeah. like you need to seriously seek professional help and figure out what's going on in your life that you're so comfortable with celebrating the murder of a 20 year old kid and i think these kids in these hoods need to be able to like i personally think they should you know somebody from those neighborhood who have the means you know put them on a bus trip take them to somewhere they've never been before they need to see things outside of this because i think a lot of them all they know is this you know whether it's a five ten corner block and that's their life mm. you don't need to be taken out of that area and see how life works differently i mean i watched a, a video with lebron james and he was that's what shaped his mind when he was finally able to play AU basketball, I was able to travel to different state and yeah. see different things. And he's like, oh, wow, there's more to this world than Akron. I think these guys need to be able to come out of their hood, go see, go somewhere, take them to a beach, show them something different because well, easier said than done. And easier said, obviously, cases, obviously ab yeah. absolutely. And I think it starts, you know, with the younger generation, because there's some, some of them, I think at, at 16, it's too far gone. I, I'm not saying to give up on them. But it's a it's a bigger stretch. But I think from a young age, these kids need to start seeing, like, there's more to life than just, you know, the projects and you know whether the gang culture or, you know, social media. Like, really see. Yeah. I mean, on and not on that note, I think I was reading something online, and you said something about somebody traveling. That guy from Australia who traveled all the way to North Carolina to visit the 15 year old girl who no longer wanted to be his friend. He was 21. I didn't hear about that. It was pretty crazy. And so he <laughs> literally <laughs> packed it. She told them, I guess the parents got involved. She didn't want to have a online relationship. She didn't want to yeah. talk to him. He packed his bag, left Australia, flew to North Carolina, ended up in the, breaking into their home. And I believe the mom shot him in the back or something. <laughs> That's how crazy social media has become. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's really scary. And I, I mean, I have an 18 year old nephew. I have a 14 year old niece. I'm that very, is fucking wild. I'm very questionable, you know. And that, they're here with I me mean, for like, the summer, so I, I'm definitely looking wild, into what I mean, they're at the doing same time, online. It's like, yeah, like, not that it doesn't surprise me, because we hear so many fucked up stories, man. Like, there's just so many fucked up stories of like people doing shit online, and you're just like. And then they bring those stories online as if it's like gonna give them some type of like clout. one up and clout. Yeah, and it's just like, yo, what are you 
doing? But a 21 year old, like, no, I, that, I can't. I, that is beyond, like, that's beyond. Like, you literally broke into their home from Australia to North Carolina. You like, should have checked the laws, man. Like, then them guys carry burners. They would pull it out dude, out of the second. U.S. North don't Carolina. Think the Northern them states don't carry burners too, bro. <laughs> I was shocked. Like, I was like, "There's something wrong with it." No, but this is also part of mental illness. Oh, 100%. and I think that's what the problem is. Like, 100%. but first, I like, Shorty, why are you giving out your address? I don't even think she did. I, you know, these people are super hacked. They can track your IP. Yeah, that's true, man. You know what I mean? You know, all, all you got to do is share your location on your iPhone and your phone. Yeah. All I need is your phone number. Yeah, that's it. And pe- yo. For real people, you got to check your privacy settings, huh? Absolutely. You don't understand how much can be unlocked from just having your phone number. Yep. Especially if you connect your phone number to a lot of your social medias. Check your settings, man. And stop checking in and out of locations. Yeah. You know, let that be something you know and those who are with you know and you know your loved ones. The fastest way to get your home broken into is to let me know that you're not there. Right. But even even (laughs) even on my iPhone, like, I check my bus schedule. And one day, it told me I'll be home in like 45 minutes. Yeah, that was scary. That's Google. I was man. like, I'm still at work. How do you know I finish work this time and this? I mean, it's scary. I, I, yo, they don't call a smartphone for nothing, man. I had to shut off yo, my dude, GPS. They're always listening. Like, yo, oh. we can, let's say we started to have a five minute conversation about wallets. I guarantee you, they'll be scrolling on a site. I've done that test before, yeah. And you're going to start seeing <laughs> wallets come out of nowhere, bro. And you'll be like, how? You know what I mean? I've <laughs> like done legit, it, yeah. These, these things are fucking listening. That's not a joke, man. Yeah, it's scary. And the people got to be, you know, be vigilant. You know, you got loved ones. Watch over them. Yeah, Make sure they're online. They're safe online because it's a big world out there. Just protect yourself, And it's easily man. connected. Like, that's the, that's the problem, I think. I mean, like, I'm happy we got into protecting yourself after that triple S combo because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's just you got to make the smart decisions for your life. You got to make the smart decisions for the people around you and understand, man, like, like you, you can't trust the people that are out here. A lot of the people that smile and know you the most are the ones that will do you the fucking dirtiest, man. Not only that, also the people that smile, they're not always happy. They're probably broken yeah, inside, too, you know what I mean? That's what I would say. Like, sometimes I'll be on the metro and you know me, I'm not a smiley person. <laughs> I don't smile, but it like I was on my way here and I saw an elderly woman and I was listening to the Drake. So I'm bumping my head. I'm in the zone and she smiled at me. And normally I would just like, like, why are you smile? I just smile back. Maybe that made her day. Maybe she feel better. Yo, smile I don't know. It was a long way, man. But you know, we, we gotta, we gotta show our, hum, our humane I've, side. I've learned that lesson from work because usually at work, I'm like, I'm focused. I'm, I got to do my shit. I'm just, I'm always moving like i'm constantly on the move at work but because of that i see a lot of visitors so the one thing i always do is just shoot a smile yeah you know and, and it gets to the point where it's just like the same visitors will see you multiple times in a day and they're like oh you're always in a good mood it puts me in a good mood <laughs> yeah. you know or like sometimes the patients are like that and you don't realize how such a simple gesture as curving your lips yeah. upwards <laughs> can brighten up everybody's day and definitely I mean, like, it look there's a silver line in everything and the biggest thing we, we wanted to say with this Triple S conversation was just be careful of what you what you do out there. Make sure you, if anybody presses you, just fuck it, man. Fuck the pride shit. At the end of the day, man, like you, you protect only your have mental one health. Life, you know yeah, what I you mean? got one life. Protect your mental health. If these people are just going in on some bullshit, mute them, block them, or log off, man. Like it's don't fucking engage. It's not worth it, man. Nah. I, I mean, just show love, no hate, man. That that's all it is. Show love. I mean. Like I said, you don't know what you could do. You could say hi to somebody and they've been having the worst day. You know, sometimes you're at the bus stop and people just randomly talk to me. 
That happens to me all the time. Try being tall, yeah. and people want to know if you play basketball. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got sometimes it's, it's a simple hi, how are you doing? You know what I mean? Just because maybe you're the only person they're gonna talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I used to work on the phones a lot. You know, as a customer service agent, I used to get in trouble for this. And like, I would have a customer, and they'd be elderly, and they, you know, you know, they call in to pay their bills, and then the next thing I know about their grandkids, I know how they're feeling, what type of day they had, <laughs> their doctor's appointment that's coming up. And, and sometimes, you know, they listen to my calls and be like, you know, you can't engage in stuff like that. And to me, I'm just like, if I could be an outlet for somebody just to get some stuff off their chest and it's not hurting nobody, I don't care. I told them all the time, write me up for it. Yeah. Because it's, it's not going to change anything. What's an extra three minutes, man? Yeah. That's right. somebody's life. Let's switch the mood a bit. Um... You know what? Let's talk about something that's great in Canada. Weed is legal! <laughs> well, I mean... Modifier! <laughs> I don't think it's going to change anything. People have been smoking. People are going to continue oh, yeah, to smoke. That, that's number one. Uh, Canada's been smoking for a very long motherfucking time, especially in this beautiful city of Montreal. We get phenomenal weed. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to stop the hustle. No. Nah. <laughs> We're still gonna spark up. We're still gonna have our edibles. We're still gonna fucking vape or. But I think edibles are not legal yet, though. Oh fuck that! If weed's legal, edibles are legal, baby. I, I mean, have them all the time. <laughs> we do not promote Mara. drug use. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! It's legal, okay? In Canada, we happily promote it. If you're American, please. If your state doesn't allow it. Don't partake. Well, Vermont's about to legalize it. Our whole country knows what the fuck is up. <laughs> Everyone's going to be blazing it up. It's going to be like 420 on Mount Royal for the Tam Tams. <laughs> Just a beautiful guys, puff cloud. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Uh, I'm so happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note. I just had to shout that out because I mean, like, that, that's beautiful news, man. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think it changes anything. Oh, I'm still going to get high. But I mean, you've been getting high. <laughs> Who hasn't? But now I can literally like probably get high in like a weed store like Amsterdam has. it. You know, like maybe I walk in and I, I, I could test out a sativa I've never had before. You know, or like an indica that I know like maybe I had a bit of insomnia. I could get a really good 80 to 20 percent indica sativa. And just have that and like have the best sleep I've ever had in my life. I'm happy for you. As I'm if you've so never happy. had that before. Oh, I've had it before. Exactly. <laughs> it being legal just means that you're not going to go to no, jail for it's, it. It's just like the 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 feeling of liberation of knowing like I can just go to this place and you're like, I want that one. It's and not like, even liberation. It off the wall and like you walk out and feel like, yeah, I just got that. <laughs> I just think it's progressive. That's just how I look at it. And I think it's a good, you know, step forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't see... The harm in it, I do, I do believe that. Though I still there should think be a you limit should support it. your local dealers, the original entrepreneurs. Hey man, they got bills to pay too. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. I do believe there should be an age limit. Yeah, one hundred percent. I do believe, you know, I I personally would say twenty twenty one eighteen is a little bit early. 18? No, because you know what, alcohol is more dangerous. The marijuana, so I think 18 is perfectly fine. I'm just saying, I yeah. just want people to be responsible. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you know what I mean? 
do it with people you trust if it's your first time you know just be responsible yep you know what i mean and just like anything else Look, consume most it in of moderation us started smoking in high school around 15 16 years old i plead a fifth but you know <laughs> you plead the fifth well i can tell you right now for me it was around that age maybe a bit earlier but you know let's keep it responsible on the podcast and look you, you usually bought from a friend or a friend had something didn't want to smoke alone so you have a couple toasts on recess or lunchtime and go to class feeling lighter than ever but now like i guess if you want to have no i'm not going to say that because you know that would have sounded bad and i'm not a pro- promoting illegal activity i just think 18 is a good age to do it because like i said here it, at least in quebec you could start drinking at 18 and right. and i know i think they were saying like the saqs are going to be the ones mostly responsible for selling marijuana products whether it's weed or if they do allow edibles etc it's going to be right. coming out of saq so saq well, i think it's going to be one of the point of sale i don't think it's going to yeah. be the singular no, no definitely not the singular but like as far as like quebec's like, standard, right. like there's going to be a lot of like privatized stores that come up right and they'll do their thing but as far as knowing like the money that you're buying from weed is going directly to quebec and that like it would be saq well like you said support your local uh hustlers hey man <laughs> entrepreneurs i'm still gonna call stars i'm still gonna call my dealers because uh one of them's got kids the other one is uh, <laughs> a fine young lady who has never let me down so oh word woman's out here getting it in yo female dealers they never steer you wrong man they always got some good shit Sometimes with male dealers, you really got to check your shit. They try to skim you, man. They f- they're like, oh, do you know what this is? They tell you some bullshit name. It's like, is that a sativa indica? And like, yo, I got mad weed apps. So if you give me a name, I'm like, hold on a second. Let me figure out what the fuck you're trying to give me. And if I search it and it's not what you said it is, we're going to have a problem. Whereas women, like the women dealers that I know, they are like, oh, I could get you this. I could get you this much. Sometimes they give you fucking discounts. I'm just like... Yo, you're someone who's about your business. <laughs> and if you treat no, you're me about well, the discount. You're not about the business. But no, but no, I'm just saying in general, like I, I'm not looking for discounts, but I'm saying like, if you're telling me, yeah, like this this batch that I got isn't as strong as the last one that I had, like, or this strain isn't as strong, like you're being upfront and honest about it. Oh, most definitely you should be. Yo, if you're someone that's like that, you know, I got a few friends that I want to get from you. you I'm gonna be open shop soon. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's that type of situation. So Canada. You're doing well, sweetie. We're progressing in the right You're way. You're doing well. Least. We're always proud to be Canadians, aren't we? <laughs> oh, very. I mean, we still got a lot of fucked up shit that's happening here that we could do better on. You know, like but it's one step better support for our First Nations people, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> well, hopefully some of this revenue generated could go in, you it's know, a better. system. Clean water initiative in Canada for our First Nations people. And that's so sad to think about that we have the largest water, freshwater reserves. Do a quick Google search about First Nation reservations and the need for clean water. It will blow your mind what Canada is doing. Wow. I know you can't see me, but I was just sipping some water. You know, I I felt like it was very appropriate after saying that. (laughs) 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 All right. Next on the docket, Dame Dash. Boy, oh boy. My boy, Dame Dash. Ooh, let me tell you something. If I ever owe somebody money, I'm always, I, I feel weird about it. Uh, absolutely. Like, like, I could owe you five bucks, and if I know it's like, I told you, yo, I'll get you next week, literally two days from the day I told you, I'll be like, yo, yo, I still got you, man, next week, it's coming. Then, like, 
maybe it's like a day before yo tomorrow boom make sure your shit's ready i'm gonna send it to you the morning of yo check your email i sent that wire your money's there boom respect like i'm i'm very much like, i'm weirded out by owing people money you're not the only i'm just the you same know way. like I, I feel like a majority of people that i know or that are like around me or that same way where it's like if they owe money they make sure like the second they got that money they give that money back you gotta you know pay up lee daniels owes dame dash two million dollars a lot of money bro when i saw that video of dame going at lee and being like yo i gave you two million dollars for you to pursue your production dreams and after precious happened i couldn't hear from you no more you disappeared on me i can't even get a phone call through and lee downs are just standing there with the hands locked Looking up in the sky while Diana Ross is in the background. Because <laughs> I know that boy would want to listen to his Diana Ross. <laughs> I was like, yo. First off, hats off to Dame Dash for not letting Harlem Dame come out to play. Because we've seen Harlem Dame a few, get a few bit, too yeah, many like, times. We've seen that guy get loud, get messy, get physical. Hats off to him for keeping his cool. But understandably, yeah. Two million dollars? Boy, I'd be pissed off too. But the sad <laughs> part about it is that it's not like he gave him two million dollars for just whatever. I mean, this was a guy from what, you know, Dame's saying, and I've heard this story like over two years ago. You know, like, you know, he went to Denzel, he went to Oprah Winfrey, he, he went to, you know, L, uh, Samuel he, Jackson. He basically did the investment tour, went to a lot of black people that he felt were in positions been, to help them yeah and, and, and they shut the door and, and one thing that we can always tip our hat to dame this guy has a an eye and an ear for talent that's Most something definitely. he's always been good for so the fact that he obviously lee came to him with a good business plan a good vision board and let him know everything that he had in the works but he just needed the money to do it and look at lee's look at his trajectory like uh, of upwards. course you know like you see the work he's done and is doing. Yeah, this this guy has the talent. He has the skill, and it shows in the work he does. Absolutely. And all of that, or or at least at a certain point, it came to Dame Dash and his investment in Lee Daniels that allowed Lee to get to the position that he's in, considering the amount of people that didn't help him at that stage. Right. So, and 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 keep in mind, there was a lawsuit that happened prior to this where. Uh, Dame had sued Lee for 25 mil. Right. I can't remember exactly what the follow-up, but I believe he won that. I don't know if he got the full 25 mil. No, it's still, mil. It's still in it's still okay, in, it's still, still in the work. That's going. why he's arguing about yeah. it. Yeah. So essentially, like this is that situation where it's right. like, yo, let's figure this shit out. And I mean, like, imagine if all of this is over two million dollars that you didn't want to pay, but in the end, it's going to cost you 25 million dollars. You look like a real fucking idiot right now. But not only that, it's two million dollars that he gave them approximately 10 years ago right exactly so even with interest added, in his career yeah back when he had hair yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> you're, you're talking about what could he have done with two million we saw what they did with nothing you know he yeah. brought fort rockefeller and, yeah you know rockaware armadale you know the whole works and, and like i said like dame has a very good eye and ear for for talent so the fact that like he he saw what lee would had his vision for and was able to really just boost him forward that says a lot and for you to be ducking a man that and for you to that gave you 
essentially gave you everything you got right but now. What's funny though is because they're in court for this, and on camera and on tape, you hear him said, "I did you wrong. Yeah, I messed up. Let me make it up to you. Take my know, phone number down." I know that conversation was not a pop-up accident. No, because first off, that camera that took the video in a very crowded space where there's literally a concert going on, you can hear them. Oh, but you didn't know what, what happened? So apparently Dame said that, you know, his girlfriend, wife, Rocky, was invited to this, you know, this whole show that they were having a gala. Yeah. And they were out at the pool, didn't hear it. When they did go back and check the messages, Rocky called whether her girlfriend, they're like, oh, we have two seats here. We have two tickets left. You know, you guys should come through. And whoever it was obviously know about the Lee Daniel situation because Dame said he was told and Lee's here. <laughs> so obviously without a That's doubt. That's having good people in your team. Right. Without a doubt. <laughs> he's like, I'm coming through and I'm coming through with a camera. So I'm sure he was oh, wearing yeah. a mic. That's why. When oh, he yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like to me, I knew like you don't press somewhere like that with that picture quality. Oh, yeah. Like, that wasn't just iPhone. Like if it was iPhone 10, they no, had that it on, was not iPhone. They had it. No, but your iPhone 10 takes really good count. Like, but quality. that was not iPhone. But the mic up, you can Bluetooth that shit. Oh. Trust me on that. OK, all I'm saying is that's 60 frames per second. <laughs> I don't know what you be doing with your smooth. iPhone, but it's OK. Have you not seen iPhone 10 video? I've seen it, but I'm just saying I'm sure Dame made it clear. Yeah. And made him know that he was being what? recorded. He probably had one of them cannon on his neck. Or Yo, whoever it was. In a, in a was. public space like that, you can record and it's perfectly fine. I don't know what he did, but it was it just sad to see two guys, two talented. And I mean, Dame's been always dragged to the mud for being, you know, hot-tempered and, you know, boisterous. And I mean, he handled himself well. And I mean, at the end of the day, he's suing him for $25 million. But he clearly acts just for two million. Yeah, he wants his money back. But you know what? The it's it's the accumulation over the ten years, right? The interest on, because apparently what the original contract was it was like a reimbursement of the two million plus a percentage of uh, certain movie productions that yeah, the, the money that was the yeah woodsman. the woodsman right basically that the money like basically made afterwards you right know? so yeah and he also had a Give me part of the deal was like, for him to be on the production yeah, team like for basically pressure. get a credit. Right for Precious, he was supposed Precious to get a credit well. for for the Woodsman and, and for Precious as well because right. that that money was going towards those two things. Right. So you don't give him his credit, you don't give him his two million, and then the money that was like the percentage that was accumulated off of those two movies, right. you don't give him. But he's also million. he's also putting in into fact of a potential earnings that he could have made with that two million had exactly. he invested in whatever that, he's doing right 100%. now. One hundred percent, because we all know he had that show on uh, BT, right? That uh, where it was like they were reverse psychology type of thing that he had. So it's like that money could have went to that and maybe got oh, yeah. better actors, better cameras, better settings. Oh yeah, I mean, and there's I'm, so many things that two and million he dollars could do, own especially movies. when you're in a position where you you help artists, you help do uh, video production, you help do movie production. Like like Dame Dash does a lot of shit. Right, and he's on the independent route. So I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, when you're too. independent, two million dollars is a lot of money. Exactly. And to know that someone have it, and they, they're not like they owe you, and yeah. they don't have it. I mean, look, put it like this: a movie like Tangerine, which was, it's a movie like it was about like a trans world situation, and the whole movie was shot on iPhone. The oh, whole wow, movie shot on dope. iPhone, and it was like big hit at festivals. Uh, I don't know if it won any Academy Awards, but I know it was nominated for a few Academy Awards, and their budget i think was somewhere between like 
at the very most a million. I'm not too sure what what the top uh, was, what, but, but even the uh, the but movie, something like that. It's like yeah. you're looking at an indie film that maybe has a million dollar budget, but could be good enough to be Academy acclaimed. Right. Two million dollars goes a long way. Oh yeah, I mean even that movie with uh, what's his name, Land of Her Fathers, I think it's called. Mm. That too was was a low budget movie and just obviously skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh, but you know. I just hope you know these guys could figure it out and just give him his two million dollars and call it a day. Well, it, there's no need. Like Dame doesn't seem well, to want to go to court clearly about it. Dame, yeah, Dame just wants the original investment. Yeah, like he he made and that's it clear. a great deal. He could have easily said in that video twenty five million. Yeah, and you know what? Lee's got it. Like not obviously nobody wants to give anybody twenty five million, but if he's literally coming to you about the two million I gave you. That's because that it to him it was the bottom line. But to me, the principle, you yeah. you shouldn't screw somebody who took a shot on you. Yeah, you know what I mean. This person, especially when you, when you were begging for the help, you and know, other like, people wasn't giving yeah, it to and, you, and you had so many people just looking at you like you know what, like I don't know if I can. But isn't but he Spike Lee's cousin? Who Lee Daniels, or he's related to somebody? I I'm not a, I don't know his family tree. I I'm couldn't. Sh- I heard something like that, that, but he's from a, a production uh, yeah. family, but case in point you know you he was there when no one else was the last thing you should want to do is to have that help in hand impact that person negatively yeah but yeah that's it i mean we could talk to some more uh stuff about nipsey smacking that uh parking lot attendant (laughs) oh man (laughs) i don't know if you guys saw the video but it's actually like this was, uh, I think it was the BT Awards, BT right? BT Awards. Staples yeah, Nipsey Center. Hustle. Like, the video basically starts, Nipsey is out in the street. He's in his flip-flops. Well, yeah, he was pulling up for rehearsal. Yeah, pulling up. You know, and a man who's in his Adidas or Nike slides, he's comfortable. Especially if he got the socks on, he's, he's very, very comfortable. comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he was looking real good. He had the blue and black checkered, you know, looking very crip out there. <laughs> and, like, this is one of those situations where it's like, you got one of those... People that just takes their job way more seriously than they have to. Because you have this parking attendant who is clearly causing some type of issue. Nipsey's fed up with it. And then I'm assuming the guy was Nipsey's bodyguard or a it friend was. of his. Yeah. And he's holding the cone. The parking attendant smacks the cone out of the dude's hand. So Nipsey slaps the dude in the face. Anyway, this is one of those slaps that it Echoes. was so crisp. That you know that dude, he didn't feel it when it happened, but he felt it. Oh, you heard it too. Yeah. I'm sure his ear like, was ringing. He heard it before he felt it, and then he felt it after it happened. Like, that's the type of slap it was. <laughs> well, let's put things in perspective. I, I mean, Nipsey's not known for being violent. He's not known for being hot-headed. That's the other thing. And so, like, I mean, for what they're reporting is that Nipsey was like, yo, I'm going to be late. Just move the cone to like a park up here. There's yeah. nobody there. It's not going to disturb anybody. Close like, to the stage. And I'm talking to him. It's like, yo, it's the BT Awards. And you, you know who he is. Guaranteed, you know the people that are coming through here. So you're not going to act like you see Nipsey Hustle and it's you don't LA. know who Nipsey Hustle is. You're in LA. It's the BT Awards. And it's Nipsey fucking Hustle. You're going to act like you don't know who this guy is or like he can't do it because what? It's a cutoff time? Get the fuck out the way. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's disrespectful. I mean, he shouldn't have slapped the cone out. And I mean, Nipsey's gangster because he did that shit right in front of police. But you know that that was a heat check. But that was police was right there. No, because that 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 slap was essentially him saying, "I could take it there. Like if you if you really want to go, we could go. But I'm letting you know right now, this slap is for you to simmer down. The warning. Yeah, 
It, it's basically like I'm slapping you because you know you're wrong. I ain't gonna do this out here, but if you take that next step, I will. <laughs> That's what that was. That was that was. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? Get get on Nipsey, because a guy who's rocking slides and socks didn't come for a fight. But the fact that you got him out of pocket to slap you in the face. And I mean, is it really worth? <laughs> That's another thing too. Like with the whole pride thing. Like just because you're in a position to say no, you don't have to ex- exert that power and say no. I'm not gonna do it. Like, like tuck your pride why, aside. Why are you power tripping for? Yeah, the guy's got to go in. He's it's because set of people up. like Nipsey. Why he has a job? Because if it wasn't, yeah. if it was just a fanfare thing. He wouldn't. They wouldn't need him. One hundred percent. Like, what are you doing? <sighs> you think you're bigger than the show right now? You I think I think, you're I, think I watched the, that the slap. artist and the celebrities and the names that are here to literally get the viewers to watch. Yeah, I don't promote violence. No, not at all. And, and I, I think Nipsey shouldn't have put his hand. Nipsey is still wrong. But that slap echoed. Woo. And I, I think... That thing was so loud, I had to turn the volume down on my phone, man. I, <laughs> I think it was bad. He Almost shouldn't broke have put, my speakers, man. <laughs> I mean, he shouldn't put his hands on anybody. Oh, I mean, I, we, you know, you got to learn to control your tempo. That's just... That's about it. 100%. Talking about the BT Award, you saw Meek Mill's performance? Fire. Fire. Stay woke. Stay woke. First off, yo, you put Miguel on anything, fire. It's fire. Miguel just, he just brings that life. He's like Ty Dolla Sign, man. Like, right. He just brings that life, you know? But That rawness. That's what I yeah. like about those two. They're very raw. Like, there's certain R&B artists that, like, they have their lane. They don't try to jump in or out of it. They just give you what they do, and it's phenomenal. That's it. But then you have Meek, who we all know everything he's been through, you know, going being held in jail on, you know, his probation charge, which he's had for over like 10 fucking years, like Plus, fucking yeah. bullshit. But the fact that like he comes out and, and I know he said when he was in, in jail, like he wasn't writing, but that Stay Woke sounded like somebody who really was like in the zone. Yeah, right? like they, they took their time with that because, yeah. I mean, like we've heard deep, like very like, I mean, all the Tony, the Tony stories. Yeah, like we've heard well a lot of like about. deep, like, yo, you got to keep your head up tracks or like those like never give up tracks from him. Like he's done that before, but like this Stay Woke was like, it was in a different place. Like it came from a more mature. Oh, most Mill. definitely. Like I, I, and not to say like he hasn't given us mature, but like it just felt like this is the growth that maybe we're going to be seeing from this point on, you know? And it's very uncensored. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. It was very yeah. raw, very uncensored. And he was very fair because... I mean, I don't know if people pay attention to the lyric, but at one part in the lyric, he said, the judge gave me a chance, you know, and said, don't embarrass me. Yeah. And he, that's when he went back out and he probably did something crazy. Exactly. Like, he's, so, he's owning, owning his owning shit. Up. Yeah, he's owning up. I think that's a big step for him to take, considering the, where he's at socially. No. But I, I just like the imagery behind the whole presentation, the set. Yeah, no, no. The performance. The performance was, was stellar. Amazing. Like, I really liked what they did. And, and the fact, like I said, it just felt like a very mature, like a very like open and honest and him just being very raw and, and not like putting blame on anyone, but, but no, just being like, yeah. yo, like I'm at a point now where it's like, I get it and I want you to you get, get it. it. You yeah. know? It's unfortunate like it took this long, yeah. but I'm glad you're there. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I'm glad you're there. And not only that you're there, but you're, you're telling your fans like, right. yo, like we got to be real. Like, I know you guys were like standing for me, but at right. the end of the day, I made those mistakes. Right. But not only that, too, I like the fact that he reached back and, I mean, I don't know if people analyze music like I do, but in, I think it was the second verse when he was like, said he said he started out like, 
picture me 10 years ago, tats on my face, popping pills, and, you know, talking about, you know, syrup. I think that really was, I think if, if you are Meek's age or older, what he's pretty much telling you is, don't shit on the young generation that's doing that. Yeah, because we could have been those guys. No, easily. just reach out, reach back, easily. and talk to them. You know, especially with what we spoke about at the top of the hour. You know, a lot of these guys. You know, you have six nine going at Chief Keef. You know, this. Yo, after what happened with X, like yeah. he he basically was like, "Yo, I'm done with the trolling shit." I, but Thank I, I, God, but I, because I it was like, I don't "What know the fuck were you doing him, in the though. first place?" But I don't know how to take him because I think that was a troll as well. I don't know how, and that's Honestly, a problem. I can, I can only hope he was serious. I hope. I, I mean, can T, only hope he was serious. I mean, T Grizzly got shot up. I mean, another guy from Philly that was a rapper too got shot the same day. Uh, up and coming artist. So that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like. I honestly love that record. I really do. I like the visual went perfectly well. I think it was the right stage. And I mean, it's good because I mean, a lot of these guys go to prison. They come out and they come out like, you know, they're on top of the world. They're yeah. untouchable. They Teflon dons. And I, I think for him to come back and be vulnerable, be open to the fact that he made mistakes himself, and you know, just trying to teach people because that's what, how how you should progress. And, and that, I think that's the case because he realizes how much he has an impact. Right. You know, a lot of times, like celebrities, not that they don't care, but like they try to ignore their impact because you just want to live your life. Right. Essentially, you know, like you you don't want to be in a position where you are literally the role model for people that you don't know. Right. But I feel like the amount of support he's been getting with everything he's ever been through up right. to this day, it's like he's now come to a place where he's just going to own it and be like, you know what? Like, I have their ear. Right. I have to tell them something right. that's going to make them better, especially coming after the Triple H situation right. and at Triple X situation. And now this other story that I, I really I was. Honestly, like we were talking about it before we, we turned on the mics, and I was right. a bit iffy as like the conversation was going on if I wanted to bring it up. But I, I want to because I feel like there is a lot to be said with this. With uh, For those that don't know, in the Bronx, I think it was Monday, there was a kid who was murdered, Lissandro Guzman Feliz. Unfortunately, disgustingly, was killed by a gang of people. Basically, from what I know and like from the things that like I read up on, there was a situation where like one of the gang members knew a girl who got sexually assaulted by a guy, which was videotaped and then released to the yeah, public. Yeah, videotaped and released, and basically these gang members were trying to find the person who did it. So in comes Lissandro now, who is known as junior I, I don't know if you've seen like justice for junior that that's the kid lisandro that's the hashtag yeah he was basically coming out of his house to give a friend of the family money and then also like go to the store get some food and while he was doing that these gang members saw him and they thought he was the person that was in the video right so upon seeing him they chased him down attacked him the kid manages to go into a bodega and inside the bodega, he's trying to hide, you know, like he's trying, basically like trying to get away from these people because he doesn't know why he's getting attacked. He's panicking, he's freaking out. And these people like follow him into the bodega. They, they beat him up a bit, they drag him out. But then at one point they all go away. So, or at least what it seems like they're yeah, walking like away. Like you think like, okay, like they beat him up, it's done. Like there's, that's it, you know, like they just fucked up the kid, like it's bad, but they actually end up going to their cars, 
all of them get weapons, machetes, knives, knives, and they come back to basically finish the job. And so sad. this this kid is literally he he's a fucking teenager. Fifteen. Fifteen year old teenager gets murdered on a case of mistaken identity by these gang members who like honestly there's no way to justify what happened. Like even if they had got the right person, there's no justifying what happened to this kid and what they were doing because it's it's just one of those things where you got to understand like rage will fill you up and i mean like i've even said to myself like yo if anything would ever happen to like a family member or a friend of mine like yo i'd fuck that person up i can but like at the end of the day it's like you got to know what the line is you got to know you got to have a, a certain morality and a code where you don't do something that not only takes away somebody's life but then completely ruins your own i, I mean it's not just ruined theirs i mean the kid's mother yeah but i mean to continue with your story another sad part to this story that that i think is very very sad is that even after being stabbed he managed to run to the closest hospital yeah and he he passes out at the door yeah and dies and i'm saying to myself like didn't somebody see this kid bleeding out while running like stop him trying to you know i mean i don't know what they could have done but no one assisted him it seems like yeah you like, know what he i mean was literally on his own man and it's sad to think like in a in a place like new york a place that i visit a lot you and i both dude i love new york man we know that you know you go to new york you'll be out on any borough at two, three, four in the morning, it's like high noon. There's yeah. people everywhere. People everywhere, man. Like and, and there's so for music this blasting to, at yeah. three in the morning, man. And for like, this to happen, I mean, it would seem like it was early afternoon. Yeah, I don't think it was late at night. No, it was early afternoon, and for for that to happen to somebody, it's really scary. Yeah. It, it's really it, it brings me back to a place where, you know, we have all these you know march for justice. And, you know, we talk about police taking justice in their own hands when it comes to black men. And, you know, pe people of minority or brown and black men, however you want to word it. But then it seems like it's justifiable when, you know, we kill our own. Yeah. And there's no reason if you thought that was the child as grown men, you don't beat him up. You pull him to the side and say, listen, you did this to my cousin. I don't know what the relationship is with mm. the girl. You know, like, this is wrong, you know, you damage your life. Now, I mean, talk to him. Even if they were to beat him up, I don't condone that. But to have leave the scene. Yeah, to beat him up, go walk back, away, get weapons, come back. Back. And I mean, you're, you're not, it was five. And I personally, from the look of it, that kid could have been somewhere between maybe five, eight. Yeah. Five, seven. Yo, maybe he, was, a, he was a small kid. 160, old, man. 150 pounds. At most. And you're talking about these guys were, you could literally see the age difference. Yeah. The body difference. Like, like they disgusting. were at the very least late teens, early 20s. Like, they, they were big dudes, man. I would even say early 20s, mid 20s. Yeah, like, that's like, what they, like they, they, they were they looked teenagers. like they were at the very youngest 18 years old. But, uh, like, with everything that's been happening, the one thing I will say is, you know, I've seen a lot of people give the owner of the bodega a lot of flack. And I mean, like, in a situation like that, I can understand how you're looking at it like this kid is screaming for help, lock the doors, make sure these people don't get in. Like, I 100% I understand that. But 
at the same time you gotta think like you don't as a guy who's just in the store and people come into your business and they're causing commotion the only thing you're thinking is you guys causing commotion is bad for my business right everyone get the hell out you right. know and, and i mean like as as fucked up that that might sound like you really got to look at it in the perspective of this is a guy who really doesn't know what's going on what these people are up to i mean we've seen so many situations where it's like somebody comes in causes a big fuck up shit try to get your attention and then everybody else is just like stealing all the shit and running out you know so i look at it like for this bodega owner right now like i I, i'm not mad at him i don't condone him for just being like yo get the fuck out of my store because he he has a business to run you know like and and I, i completely understand it and i mean it's it's devastating and heartbreaking that he did it like he he looked at it more in the sense of I got to protect what I have and myself because right. what if he closed those doors, locked those doors, he helps the kid, but now these gang members, as we know, like went to the car with weapons, go get those weapons, come back, and now not only do they want to fuck with the kid, but now they want to fuck with the owner because he's making their their attempt to attack this kid difficult, you know? Like there's just so many layers that go into it where sometimes you just got to say like this situation is it's unfortunate and it's bad for every single person who was involved even though we can always look in retrospect and say you should have done this you should have done that like anybody can look back and say like you did this wrong you did that wrong but in the heat of the moment in the heat of the panic you do what you feel is the best thing not only for your safety but in his case the safety of his business which i don't fault him for that and i hope if you're listening to this you don't fault him for that either. But you got to be objective, right? I mean, at this point in time, he has to look out not only for the safety of his store, but the safety of his other customers in there. Yeah. Secondly, if you and watch himself. the right, you have you watch the video, you notice that by the time before the child even reached the back of the store where he was potentially trying to hide, the guys already, were in. people were already in there with yeah, him. They were already in. So, I mean, locking him in there, yes, it might have saved his life. But that is also, you know, you still got to deal with all these people that are now in here trying to trying. get at this kid. And, yeah. and and I mean, like, like I've, I even heard people saying, like, what, he didn't have a gun under the counter or anything like that. Like, like if he did and he pulled it out, maybe all three of the people he locks in the store get killed. So now the kid gets killed. The two gang members that got in before the others get killed. Like, like we can all spit a thousand and one different hypotheticals. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is what happened. And I'm just hoping that use it as a mark of healing and not as a mark of condemnation, you know? Like, like, yeah, I get we're, we're angry. Like, I'm angry at this whole situation myself. Oh, I mean, definitely. Like, like, a kid's life got taken who did absolutely nothing wrong, didn't deserve to be in this situation. But check your tempers and understand, like, there's just so many layers. There's so many things that go into the mind when these things are happening that... You can't be mad at somebody for not reacting the way you said you would react after the fact. Well, let's be honest. We've all been in situations, you know, you and I, you know, we've experienced the whole Dawson shooting prior to that. You know, yeah. would have said, oh, would have been a hero, would have punched the guy, would have, you know, tried to disarm him. When it happened, we ran. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you never under- you never understand how you're going to react until you're really put in that situation and also you got to take you know there must be something also you can look at in the sense that 
What if he was previously attacked, the, the, the store owner? I mean, I've, I spent summers in New York when I was a child. And we'll go to these bodegas and they'll curse these guys out. They'll threaten their lives. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a very harsh environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, the last thing you want to do is to get yourself involved in a gang situation as a civilian. Because, you know, you're just like, well, I don't know what these guys are capable of doing. And, you know, New York is a place where it's like everybody, they're very nice environment, but it's like everybody tend to mind their own business. You know what I mean? There's rules of just engagement. If you if you approach with respect, you're going to get respect. Yeah. But at the same time, don't be sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. But I mean, I think I think personally, I'm glad those guys got arrested, though. They yeah. Not all five of them. Exactly. I'm very happy about that. too. And, you know, these guys should really spend a long time, if not their whole life, because what they did was heinous. They beat him up, leave him alone, whatever the case may be. And I mean, I'm at that point, you beat up somebody who is innocent. Yeah. You're still wrong. Yeah. But at least you, you could apologize someone. to him. Yeah. You could, you know, say, I, I, it was my fault. You could do your wrong. This kid is dead. Yeah. Nothing you do is going to bring that child back. So it's even like, you got to live with that now. You have to live with the fact that you didn't even kill the right person. But now you got to live with the fact that, okay, now you're going away. You've ruined a whole family's life. You've ruined your family's right. lives. And you've ruined your own lives. Right. Because you, you felt it upon yourself to do something. Take justice in your own hands. And and, and not being 100% sure, sure of what the fuck you were doing in the first place. Right. And I mean, it's sad. Like, to think that kid, what, what, who, he could have been somebody great. You never know. 15 years old. Apparently, he was, like, great in school. He was on right. a football team. Right. Like, the kid had a future like and not to say like most people don't like no this kid was literally like taking care of his shit like he was handling and you could business. tell because most kids at his age would have been chased they mo especially in this generation they would have tried to stand up and fight yeah he literally looked terrified well dude like even i'm yo i'm 30 years old right if five big ass dudes are trying to come at me i'm not trying to fight bro i'm no, running you're not <laughs> No, that's not what I'm saying. Obviously, but I'm, you know, but but that's what I mean. I it's get like, it. But like, if you you could tell you you could tell a difference between here and I'm yeah. just trying to preserve. Like yeah. he looked literally no. like, what did and, I do? And understandably so. He you're looked frightened. You're a 15 year old kid that literally walked outside to to give some cash to a friend and then go get food for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, to, I'm sure he walked down those stairs, walked out the door, and was just like regular afternoon in the bronx oh yeah he probably had plans for the next day you know like like he probably w was on the phone with some like you gotta think 15 years old man yeah. 15 years old it just uh, i mean even if he had if it was the right person that's not the way to it's go still about bad. it yeah still bad. It, it, it's disgusting and, and to think that they did that so effortlessly it was like coordinated you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, like, it escalated, they punched him in the face, and the kid punched them back, and they got mad. Yeah. You could see they dragged that kid out of the store, and he was literally not fighting back. Because he didn't know what the fuck was going he on, was, man. Even if he was conscious, I don't even know. And he was literally lying there. I believe he was unconscious, because had he, was he conscious enough to realize that they were away from him, he might have got up and run. Yeah. He didn't move. And, you know, we're talking about a good 15 seconds. He would have got up and run. But, you know, it, it's sad. You know what? At this point, let's 
Let's try to end this on something a bit more higher, a bit more energetic. Like we were saying earlier, I mean, this is fucked up. At the end of the day, man, like prayers to the, the kid's family. Not much else we could say beyond that from our position, but just prayers to the family, prayers to the soul lost. Unfortunately, these five kids, like, look, you're going to jail. I don't wish the worst on you at all, but no. I hope that if you're lucky enough to get after a certain amount of years parole that you come out of this better people. Yeah. Like that simple, man. And, and, I let this be honestly a lesson learned because I'm sure those five kids or five men, I should say, you know, for those five, there's a, a multitude of other group of guys who operate in the same manner. Exactly. And, you know, let this lesson be learned because, yeah, this kid's life is gone and yours too. It's yeah. very in different ways, but your your life is over. Life as you know it is no longer going to be the same. Yeah, you know. So it, it just shows how irrational. If you take, if had to take one moment to probably question him, or to even have the girl identify, literally him. just have a fucking conversation first. Right. Words. Use your words. You know. Like you would have realized this we, wasn't. We the always guy. talk about how powerful words are, but like <laughs> this is one of those situations where like. If you had literally spoken to him first, asked him who he was, yeah. maybe even showed him the video, yeah. put a face-to-face -face C, like, yeah. those simple things could have avoided everything. And that's called for rationality, and these guys acted yeah. irrational. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of reason, rational, and logic. And just take a breath, because I think, yeah. like, from what, what, what I see on the video is, this, is, like, you know, a lion attacking an antelope. Yeah. It was just the attack. You yeah. know, it wasn't, like, Wait, is that, you know, those notes, is that him or, you they know what I mean? Launched. It was just, just launch. It was yeah. just like full on attack. And at that point, it was a frenzy. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunate, man. Unfortunately, you know, a young life is lost. A family is grieving. Well, six families grieving. And for that young lady, you know what I mean? Obviously, that too is bad. I'm sure she, you know, it takes away from, you know, her situation yeah. now. Because she's going to feel guilt. She, she's a victim in, yeah. in a big way, but now it's like it's her fault you know what i mean for not not her fault no, for what like happened she, to her she's gonna feel away but because it's feel like, like what happened to her yeah. ended up being a bigger, bigger issue thing. towards yeah. this and it overshadows her situation yeah you know what i mean so all this you know this was a very dark comeback episode well there was a lot that happened man and oh I by mean, the way you know rest in peace to mr uh joe jackson joe jackson you know a, a very I don't know what to say, charismatic person. <laughs> you know, while we were gone, you know, we lost uh, Kate Spade. We lost yeah. uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain, which to me was probably one of the hardest of oh, yeah, we, everyone. Because a lot of people don't know, but you and I like, you know, cooking yeah, shows. We, we Jamal binge and I watch. really <laughs> love our reality TV, especially when it comes to Food Network and, yeah. and shows like that. And, and Anthony Bourdain is one of those guys who I was a huge, huge of absolutely his book kitchen confidential is one of my favorite books i haven't read it in a while and honestly like after his passing i i was looking for my copy of it and i couldn't find it so i had to order a new one i but, don't know who the hell i gave it to but it, it was one of those books that like after i read it i would lend it to a friend and then when they would give it back to me i would read it again you know like right. it's because it, it was a book that he basically talked about everything he had went through, like all of his demons that he had suffered and how like when he had a daughter really opened his eyes to like basically getting healthy again and changing his life around, you know, and, and just how 
through cooking and through traveling and, and seeing like the world through other people's eyes it really helped him cope cope mm. and be clean but to think that he committed suicide because of those same demons that he was really like fighting against you know like it like i said like it, it really devastated me because he was somebody that you know like when i had dark times knowing that like somebody like him was so open and candid about his shit helped me seek help to better myself oh most definitely you know and, and watching him and, and and like i said like he was one of those guys that really whether it was like the shows like the layover or his show that he had on uh cnn uh food without boundaries or something yeah like that? beyond boundaries beyond and, boundaries and it's just like like the amount of things he did were where it was more than just i'm going to a place to eat and show you a, a high class restaurant that's like a thousand dollars and you'll never be able to go here right. no it was about like i'm literally gonna go to indulge the in the country yeah i'm gonna go to culture. where the people are where there's a nona who's like been cooking the same meal for the community right for the last 40 years and you have that meal and it's better than something you've had in a fucking five-star restaurant yeah. you know like like things like that and yeah like that that was a, a, a passing that really affected me in a way that I, I i not that to say i didn't expect it would but it, it overwhelmed me in a sense so yeah rp oh, to, to case Spade and anthony bourdain yeah any more rps i feel like those are like the biggest uh, ones to mention also i'm gonna give a on a happier note a quick shout out to uh, my boy james and his wife to be patrizia they're getting married tomorrow they picked the hottest weekend in the summer to do it because it's gonna be like 38 degrees tomorrow and i'm gonna have to be in a suit in a church i hope there's ac there i really hope there's ac at the reception and you know people like you shouldn't be close to that type of building yo what the fuck is wrong with you you're a sinful motherfucker i'm trying to give a shout out to my boy who's about to get married man like i'm excited for them man. hope you don't catch on fire my brother dude i've been in churches before don't worry about me okay i'm just hoping i don't sweat myself into fucking oblivion Nah, it'll be fun. No, it's going to be a great fucking time, man. It's going to be like old friends, old family members, man. It's going to be really good. And like, it's one that we've been anticipating for a while because we love that couple. And they've been, since day one, they've been perfect for each other. So my shout out to you guys. Thank you for the invite. We're going to get nice and sloppy and it's going to be a good old NEG boys time. And I'm very happy for you guys. And I'm congratulating you on this platform. So it's forever. So... It's forever. You hear me? Forever. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Like it's International Players Club. You CC'd every girl that you CC'd around town. It's forever. Don't make me have to come back to this portion and delete it. <laughs> In like 10 to 15 years. <laughs> Anybody you want to shout out before we uh, wrap this up? Shout out to everybody, man. Like I said, spread love, not hate. Yeah. And just, you know, be positive. And you know, like I said, a smile could change somebody's day. A hello, a thank you, a how are you. You know what I mean? Just, just put good energy out, and I think that's what you're getting. You know, in return. So, yeah. Another quick shout out to our boys Tyler and Brian. Oh, for, definitely. Uh, giving us this space to record. Thank oh, you so much. Definitely. It is beautiful here, man. I love it. I love the setup. Really do. It's my I first time here, though. It feels like home. It does. <laughs> it literally feels like. I feel home. like I'm in your basement with more ventilation. And once again, Jason. <laughs> Your bum 
Jason's a bum. He should have been here, but no, he had uh, more pressing matters without us. Don't lie. <coughs> His girlfriend. It wasn't pressing at all. Not pressing at all. I'm going to have a nice little chat with uh, his girlfriend and, and wonder why she couldn't give him an hour. She would have. Jason <laughs> just didn't ask. Yeah, 100%. That's what I believe. What are we doing, baby? Oh, we're going there? Okay, I'm going to tell the boys I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew you would have chose? My goodness. <sighs> you think you know somebody? You <laughs> it comes to that point, man. All right, guys. So as always, you know, you can find us. On Facebook, Don't Be Mad Podcast. On Twitter, at Don't Be Mad Pod. On Instagram, Don't Be Mad Pod. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio website. Uh, what else? SoundCloud. Spotify. Fire Spotify. Uh, no, well. not SoundCloud, but we are on Spotify. Spotify. Don't Be Mad Podcast. You can find us on all those platforms. And I am Matthew at LeftyLucky underscore on Twitter. Matt Scorpio on Instagram, but I'm actually going to switch that to uh, Lefty Lucky soon, so it's easier to find me. Mr. Social Media himself. Got to be, man. You got to reach the people any way you can, you know what I'm saying? Like I always <laughs> say, if you have my number, you know who I am. That's <laughs> all you need. He's too good for everybody else. You Thank you mean? so much for tuning in. Yes, we're back. We're going to be on the regular. Sorry for the wait. We sincerely apologize, and thank you all to the ones who reached out and even the ones who were just sitting back waiting. We love you all. Peace. Take care, man.